Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first ever episode of LSO's new podcast, Acento. In this podcast, Hope College's Latino Student Organization Executive Board will discuss important social issues regarding Latin America and the Latinx community in the United States. I am Venezia, and I will be your host. Uh, my, I'm a sophomore, I am studying social work, and I am currently the secretary for LSO. Now, let's introduce our guest for today. Madai. Hi, my name is Madai Huerta. I'm a sophomore. My major is studio art on a pre-med track, and my position is treasurer in LSO. Hello, my name is Al Rios. Uh, I, I work for Campus Safety here, and I'm also one of the LSO advisors. Hello, my name is Steve Rios. I am president of LSO. I am majoring in exercise science, and I am currently a senior. Cool, nice to have you guys for today. And today's topic, as previously mentioned, is stereotypes. Um, so one of the first questions for this episode is, what are some common stereotypes about Latinos that you have heard? Wow. Let's see. A lot of times what, I, what I've experienced and uh, what I've seen, having been a member of the community of Holland for several years, and, and my background is law enforcement, having worked in the field of law enforcement. I know one of the, th the things that I, I experienced here uh, in the city and as far as Latinos, and there was a period of time when we, uh, we had a huge gang problem. So one of the things that a lot of Latinos, unfortunately, even from, from my own coworkers, Anytime they've seen a group of Latinos, right away, everybody, you know, that they're gang members and, and things of that nature. So many, many young uh, men and even girls got bad rap because they were Latinos and they were hanging around with two or three friends that were Latino that they, right away, uh, everybody started looking at them as being gang members. Another thing that, that uh, Latinos get a bad rap for is that because that that they're all drug dealers or they're all they all smoke marijuana mm -hmm. uh, and and again a lot of that type of thing comes from from the media and and just just ignorance people not really knowing what uh, about Latinos and that um, one of the things and another thing that which and that one is actually a positive that Latinos are, are hard workers. Mm -hmm. And that that is a positive. It's a form of a stereotype, but it's a positive one. Yeah. And then the bad part of that is a lot of times Latinos get stereotyped as as they all they all work in the food service or dishwashing things of that nature. When in reality, uh, that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes Latinos are are, are stereotyped and looked at as though they don't have the the level of intelligence that mm -hmm. that uh, Anglo white people do, and when again in reality that's not true. We have a lot of uh, well recognized uh, Latinos in in the community locally and throughout the U.S. Uh, those are just a few of the things. Go ahead, Steve. I think I would like to take this into the education route, um, stereotypes in education. I guess I would say that many stereotypes of Latinos in education is that they are 
either their English is going to be very poor mm-hmm. or their Spanish is going to be very good that they can translate anything into Spanish or read and write um, into the Spanish language, you know. And some of us as Latinos might not be born into a household that speaks Spanish at home yes. or some of their parents don't really um, embrace that culture of speaking Spanish at home. Mm-hmm. So some of the students that are Latinos um, or may look like Latinos might not speak Spanish at all and only speak English. Or you could be bilingual and speak English very well, and people will make you sound like you speak like a white person. That's just a stereotype there. And then, you know, sometimes, like I guess I would say in college, some of the professors, if you were to take a Spanish class, some of the professors like, would expect you to just be perfect in Spanish or mm-hmm. whatnot. But honestly, I would say that many of the Latinos that speak Spanish are not raised in a house where you speak professionally you know that using that term in a correct manner we kind of like use spanish in a slang manner yeah or in the way that our parents taught us how to speak spanish i would say or just the way we talk to one another you know and just coming here to you know a college institution where you speak spanish to your professors is very different to the way you speak at home or with your family members Yes. Yeah. Going. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was one. Just yeah. one more quick thing I was going to add, and mm-hmm. it may have, but already been mentioned, is Latinos here. They, the students here, the white students, let's say, see Latinos, and they think that they're all the same. When in reality, of course, we're not the same because yeah. Latinos are represented by a variety of countries throughout Mexico, Central America, Latin America. So, so we all. We're Latin Americans, but we all bring, we all bring something uh, very different as it relates to culture and mm-hmm. traditions and things of that nature. For sure. Going off of that, like the whole um, speaking Spanish and English thing, I feel like when people look at my parents, they're like, oh, they look so Mexican that they don't speak English, you know? Like all Mexicans don't speak English, so mm-hmm. when they go to the store or they go um, somewhere where they need to talk to someone, they automatically think like, oh, this person needs help with speaking English. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you're, you're Latino and you speak English. But when people like look up right. other Latinos, they're like, okay, like, does, can we get a translator over here? Because they need help speaking. Mm-hmm. But right. there are some Latinos who mm-hmm. have learned how to speak English and it shouldn't be assumed that all Latinos don't speak English kind of thing. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and another thing too, kind of like, might be related to a stereotype is us as Latinos we kind of feel embarrassed that we don't speak Spanish you know or that we don't eat any kind mm-hmm. of Spanish food or that we just don't know how to like do anything with our Spanish language or Spanish culture that we're like I guess born into um, I think we feel embarrassed because us as Latinos we're always constantly if you're not if you're not Latino then you should be speaking Spanish you know type of thing or you should if you're Latino you should speak Spanish but mm-hmm. if you are Latino you're not then you're not really a Latino yeah and that's just been like a stereotype I would say like within the Latino culture that was I guess I would say like within us that were probably made um, in my opinion and I think that's just how we break down each other down just by saying oh you're not like how do you not know how to speak Spanish right. or can you just like how do you not know how to translate this and like, what I gather from that is that you're probably if it sometimes it it's like a it's a way of erasing a part of someone's identity like oh you don't speak Spanish you're not really Latino you know and then or um, you're whitewashed or whatever um, and some you know some people they were raised in those in those contexts um, like I remember reading in high school this book about this um, 
author called Richard Rodriguez, and he was talking about speaking Spanish all his life, and then kind of as a defense mechanism, as a way to like assimilate, fit in, and integrate into the American society, um, and let go. He had he had to like let go of of Spanish, and um, um, you know some of us are really fortunate to be to be bilingual. Like I, that's something that I really embrace as a part of my identity. But some people they don't because you know their parents were like, oh, you have to assimilate into American culture. And, like and I don't want you to be bullied, you know, for speaking Spanish. If I may add to that, that's exactly English. a yeah. great point. I you know, coming. You come in into, for example, here, the primarily all white student, let's yeah. say. It's like I grew up in an all white community. You go there and, and you're kind of discouraged from speaking your language. Mm -hmm. And exactly. I, I experienced that. And, and when in reality, now we encourage, of course, a lot of the Latinos be proud of who and what you are and your mm -hmm. culture and your, and your language and speak your language because yeah. it's valuable. And, um, so, and, and now it, that's gotten better where they're realizing that that's the case. So we see more Latino students being, mm -hmm. being proud of, of their language mm -hmm. and using it, knowing that it's going right. to be, a, it's, it's an asset, it's not. Right. So to let somebody take it away, and it's, it's, which is not right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and then another thing too is that many people don't realize that most of Latinos were born into speaking, like their first language is Spanish, right? And then going to school here in America, you had to learn a new language, which was English. Yes. And mm -hmm. if you didn't, you would either be in, um, in a bilingual like, class or structure, or if you were just, you knew how to speak English while you were in a just all English class. And like throughout the whole, your career in education, you had to learn English throughout your entire time. Cause that was, that's something that was taught here in, like in America. So then people don't realize that uh, we're just constantly learning new things about the English language and you know the the grammatical ways to read and write and stuff like that how to speak it that we tend to lose our Spanish language throughout the way because we're constantly learning English we're speaking it reading it and like we're constantly just doing everything in English that we tend to lose our Spanish um, language for some of us mm -hmm. and we like people don't realize that we work like we know two languages uh, and we can like speak and read and write fluently into like we're bilingual and I guess people just don't realize that the amount of work that we have done like mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. born into like in America yes but then your span your parents like only speak Spanish so like the only yeah. time you speak Spanish is at home the only time you speak English is at school yeah and then you kind of like switching between both yeah it's yeah. adapting and yeah. switching back and forth yeah. mm -hmm. and like Kind of going off of that, um, in elementary school, I remember having to leave the classroom and take these tests outside of class mm -hmm. just because I spoke two languages. And the tests that they would give me made me feel like so dumb because they were, they were literally kindergarten questions. Like, what, like, look at this picture and tell me what you see. And then you have to speak to, I don't know who it was, but <laughs> you had to speak to someone and tell them mm -hmm. like what you saw in this picture kind of thing. But it was only because English wasn't my first language. And I kind of don't like that about the schools around here. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's like, like we were mentioning earlier, it, it's a form of adaptation and it, it's also kind of a form of survival, like learning. I remember being uh, being in bilingual settings and 
just really struggling to to um, learn English and taking ESL and then like now um, and then eventually you know I, I really enjoyed reading and, and now I love writing so that's like something that I look back on and and I remember learning English fully like in fourth grade and I like thinking back on it it's like it's it's crazy the amount of progress um, that I it took it, it's you're right it's hard work it doesn't just come sure. you know even if you're young like there's still that that um, I guess embarrassment that be, because you have to you're not at the same place where most kids are so um, yeah it's a lot of hard work so, yeah I looked up um, a couple of stereotypes that Latina women go through um, and one that it's kind of funny. I don't know. Like we're people say like we're like fiery and like super. I don't know how to ex- describe it, but hot headed. Yeah, <laughs> and like ill tempered and all that. And like and they have a list here, and a lot of them say like, oh, like Latinas wear tight sexual clothing and show cleavage. Come from huge families. They have numerous kids at a young age. Only work as maids or housekeepers, which is very messed up. Are all immigrants or foreign? They either only speak Spanish or Spanglish, speak with thick accents, or are from Mexico. And obviously, like this also goes for men, but right. Yeah, men, men they perceive Latino men as being macho, and yeah. yes, and machismo. they're the men of the you know that we basically that we don't have no feelings or yeah that we're 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 made to be something that that may have been the older generations. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that that. That didn't exist, but that doesn't mean that we're all that way. Yeah, and you know that kind of uh, we're kind of moving into the well. I want kind of want to bring the second question up, which is, what do you think contributes to these stereotypes, and where do they come from? And honestly, I think that machismo kind of stems from some of our culture, and right. like, well, for, definitely from our culture. Like, I think that machismo is is present, and it on it sometimes. It's seen as a as a pro for men, and like okay, men are like the head. But honestly, I think that's a lot of pressure. Like I don't know if you guys want to talk about some of that, well, those know, elements. Some, some of that, like I said, it, it with older generation. I mean, I've seen it mm-hmm. with older generations, but but I don't. Uh, and and unfortunately, that does some of that gets handed down in, yes. in Latino mm-hmm. families. The the male, if you have a son, sons, this is this is. That's what your your dad is teaching you, and and that you're the man of the house, and and the the, the woman's supposed to be obedient to you, and on and on. But uh, again, generation things have changed. And right. Same thing with Latinos. We're no, we're not supposed to seek out counseling. We deal with our mm-hmm. own problems within, and you know, and and being sentimental males, you know, the Latino male, and that kind of you're not supposed to show that emotion, that your feelings and things like that. But again, mm-hmm. that, I think it's changed. Okay. As we've, as it's changed or it's, it's, it's a continuing process where it's changing because right. we're told not to be that. We see if we need help, if you need counseling, you know, uh, because alcoholism runs throughout anyway. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's another thing that, that stereotype that Latinos, you know, yeah. love their alcohol and they're all alcoholics and things like that. But, but anyway, a lot of these stereotypes 
media has a big part to do. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, the, the, when I made reference to smoking dope, marijuana, everybody thinks, oh, let's go to Latinos. They know how, where to get the best dope. You know, it all comes from Mexico or from the, from the, yeah. from the Latino countries. And in media, you know, years ago, you guys may not know because you were too young when that movie came out, <laughs> Cheech and Chong, it was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very funny movie, but Anglos that watch that, and they even make reference to that movie yet today. You hear it occasionally. I hear yeah. it in conversations when people are talking about different things. They were they were into the smoke and marijuana, well, mm-hmm. and, and that movie was shown throughout. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what people see. And and right, that's what they think that all Latinos deal marijuana or mm-hmm. have the best marijuana or and mm-hmm. uh, so media doesn't doesn't help help the cause yeah. you know and people just being ignorant people being ignorant that uh, are raised in, in in let's say all white communities that have no contacts with anything other than than white people mm-hmm. and no no different cultures so then they pick these and hear these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what they perceive is is throughout that group. Yeah, yeah. I would say that these stereotypes come from not just like in the Latino culture, but also in other cultures, like the culture of mm-hmm. men and women. And the stereotypes mm-hmm. of men and women, just like you know, the women being at home, the men going to work, and you know, providing for the kids. And um, I would say it has changed a bit, but not to the point where like it's you know, yeah. just now there's like women in power, you know, and just has obviously has changed over time, but like I think, in just Latino culture, it has become to the point where, you know, the the guys in charge and the ladies just listen to the guy. You know, they you know they, the guys, like expects a meal while coming from work and just all that stuff. And you know, I think now it has changed a bit more to the point where like, it all it's all up to the way the person was raised, right and most of our parents were raised into that culture of, you know, the the man being in charge, the woman not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned the machismo thing, and that just goes back to the way men were taught to be just, like, mm-hmm. not showing any emotion, and, you know, that just gets to us. And then going into another thing about um, Latinos not, be, like, really seeking help, you know, just doing their own thing. Yes. Like, that just, like, mental health is another thing, too, that mm-hmm. another just in the culture it's very big you know and here in america mental health is much even bigger because there's like therapy and stuff like that here in america but i can i guess we're saying like in um south america it's very much different just to live in south um yeah i don't know where i was going with that but just <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good no it's yeah just, it's just like you know it just stems from, i guess it just stems from like the the gender roles of men and women mm-hmm. and that led into the culture <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it just stems from that I think and it just let it just went into the the culture of Latinos. Right. You know, just the generals. I think yeah. it's just where it, I think where it stemmed from, the machismo thing and stuff like that. Mother, if you don't mind, um you were mentioning these negative stereotypes of women, right? And mm-hmm. how like we're ill tempered, hot headed, like all these things, promiscuous. How do you think these have affected the way people perceive you as a Latina? Um, I feel like sometimes people are afraid to go up to me just because of that. Because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, like, 
she has attitude or she's just like very feisty towards me (laughs) kind of thing and I mean I'm not gonna lie sometimes I am like that but it's not (laughs) like I'm yeah I'm not I'm a pretty approachable person I would say Mm -hmm. um and those stereotypes kind of just have people hesitate and they just don't like approaching other Latinas kind of thing yeah I really I really yeah I resonate (laughs) with that I, I think you know that that having like the like the, those ter- those characteristics of spiciness, whatever, right? I think that just shows intimidation mm-hmm. when, especially like a guy trying to approach someone like that, like they're intimidated of oh this power this this woman is very independent and she can like handle her own, mm-hmm. and I think guys just see that as intimidation, and then I can't approach her because I can't mm-hmm. control her, I can't you know do the things I can't do with her or whatever, like yeah. I can't just like make her mind type of thing because she's gonna be strong, hold it and very independent and I think that just comes off as just being strong mm-hmm. or hot headed or whatever, stubborn and all those things and I think that's what just shows intimidation, just shows the power and strength in a woman that yeah. men are scared to like approach because they wanna be in charge. Right, right. Mm. Or even from like, you know, also women to women. Mm-hmm. You know, imitate like intimidation mm. or just you know, sometimes they're like, Oh, this I don't like that girl because of this or guys too you know I don't like yeah. that guy because he thinks he's all that you know just stuff like that yeah. I think that's just like the culture and the world <laughs> sometimes we all are yeah sometimes I've seen that before where like they're like oh I don't like that girl oh why I don't know she just got like a, you know her face <laughs> you could just tell and it's like what are you talking that's about a, that's a macho yeah. thing with mm-hmm. Latinos in general I mean yeah. you know good example I mean you know the guys especially when you know, they go around look at each other just, just, it's just weird. It's like they, they're mm-hmm. trying to, uh, you know, show that they're more man than you are. And it's like, just with a nod of the head up, you know, like, hey, what's yeah. up, man? You know, like, <laughs> and, and I see that too with the Latinas, you know. Yeah. And, and it's just yeah. crazy. I feel like people have told me that I have like a resting bee face or que soy sangrona, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why people don't approach me, but if they actually, like, talk to me, then mm-hmm. they'll know that I'm not one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, when I first met you, I thought you were shy, right? Yeah. But, like, you're right. Like, once you get to really know people, you're like, okay, you know? Uh-huh. So that's why you have to kind of be open-minded. Yeah. So it kind of leads us into, like, our last question, which is, what do you think helps reduce bias and stereotyping that was one example you just gave is right. basically is is you engage others different than what than mm-hmm. you to get to know each other like yes. i said we all have a story we all bring a different story mm-hmm. but engaging somebody like for example african-american we engage african-american so we can get to know know them mm-hmm. and understand them and As they people, understand our right. culture and, and that's yeah. how you know, that's how you get break those barriers down. i like that i would say like Assumptions and like jumping to conclusions right off the bat, just from based on like the other per- way the other person looks. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely do that. You know, that's just like bias right there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right. just oh, this person is this and this and that. Mm-hmm. I think we as humans do that a lot with just anybody in general. That's true. And we, I think we just like make that into a conclusion about them, mm-hmm. and just like make that statement into our head and we're just like, yep, we're gonna go with that. And that that's the type of person they are. You know, mm-hmm. without actually knowing a person. Mm-hmm. But then again, like a getting to know a person it takes also a lot because then yeah. it know, takes time yeah it takes time yes well thank you so much you guys for this discussion I really enjoyed hearing everybody's perspective and 
Um, we will see you on our next episode. Take care. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.